0: Deliver. You, Mary, did you know your baby boy would give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know? And your baby boy would calm the storm with his hand? Did you, you know? Isolation. Did you realize what was inside of you? Mary, did you know? I know they put you away, and casted you away. They didn't understand, but Mary, did you know? Did you know what the greatness was inside of you? Now I ask myself, Chandler, do I know? I- I- Do you know what's inside of you? Do you know what's inside of you? Do you know what's inside of you? It may hurt, it may be painful, but greatness is inside of you. It is, it is, it is, it is, it is, it is, it is is inside of you. in a season right now where the Lord has something in you that's going to shake the earth and you may be heard you may be crying pillows wet with tears but what the Lord has placed inside of you what the Lord has placed inside of you We'll change generations after generations. Generations after generations. They may not understand right now. They may think you're in a hole right now. They may think you're in a dark season. But greatness is inside of you. Don't abort it. Don't kill it. It's inside of you forfeited it's inside it's inside of you don't give it up it's inside of you this process is necessary mary this process is necessary man it's inside of you it's inside of you that story it's inside of you that book it's inside of you that song it's inside of you that child it's inside
1: Sing, Lord, right here in this room. We need you, Holy Spirit, right here in this room. We need you, Holy Spirit, right here in this room. Come on and meet us here, right here in this room come on and change us now right here in this room come with your power lord right here in this room don't wanna leave here the same right here in this room take all the filth away right here in this room Come on and mold me. as clay. Right here in this room. Right here in this room. Right here in this room. Do your work. Right here in this room. Do your work. Move by your power. Right Move by your glory, Lord. Your power, Lord. Do it right here in this room. Right here in this room. room.
2: Every person, lift your voice now to the King of Glory. If you desire just another touch, if you desire more from the Lord, lift up your voice. Sail. Lift up your voice, say hello. Lift
0: up your voice, say hello.
2: to build an altar right here in this place. Right here in this place. So wherever you are right now, build your altar now. Come on, build it. Build your altar. Some say, I don't know how to build an altar. Wherever there was a place that God spoke, to sacrifice and our hearts must be willing to build an altar not only where we can bless him for all the things that he's done but so we can give him everything that he is requiring out of us so right where you are build it all too.
3: Welcome, 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 everybody. Thank you for tuning into Devoted Today. Uh, the song that you just listened to is called Right Here in This Room by Summit's Rain, and it's such a powerful song. I hope that you were stared, that you were motivated, that you felt. The presence of intercession when you were listening to that song, I hope that it stirred you that it really caused you to just go into another level in worship another level in prayer um, and so today we're talking about true prophets. Last time we talked about miracles and then um the the week before that we talked about what how to identify. False prophets, but today we're talking about the true prophet of the Lord, the oracles of God. Um, and as I was uh, preparing for this message, I was just in my quiet time, just um, listening to the heart of God. Uh, what God wants to do with this teaching is to break off any confusion and also the spirit of jealousy that uh, people have toward. Uh, true prophets of God. And what God was specifically talking to me about was pastors. Um, You know, in the coming of the year 2021, you know, in this year 2021, you saw a lot of prophets rise up. And some of them, I would say many of them, were not really true prophets, but there were many that were also, uh, there were many that were actually true prophets. And there were some that were, not you know true prophets they were um you know they're working in divination and whatnot but there were true ones in there the true oracles of god and in 2022 you are going to still see prophetic movement but it's not going to be the people that you would think are the prophetic that look prophetic to you and god is going to move them in such a power and a glory that we've not seen before. But the thing is that God want to talk to the pastors. Because what has happened is that, you know, the Bible says that we are to desire the gift of the Spirit, right? Of the Holy Spirit. But we are to desire even the more to prophesy. And what has happened is that what God is, is, was telling me, was sharing with me, is that many people have, many pastors, you know, um, have seen prophetic people move in power and move in glory, and they feel as though uh, because the people are drawn to power, drawn to the movement of God, drawn to the glory that you know pastors and apostles carry. Sometimes the pastors feel as though the people, the prophets are outshining them or the prophets are going to take the people from them. But guess what? True prophets of the Lord do not steal sheeps. Mm-mm. True prophets of the Lord do not come to take away from your ministry, take away from your people. But instead, what they do is they come to refine. They come to help your people, your sheeps, to be able to move forward with you be able to do the will of God with you. And so God is raising up true prophets that are going to emerge and embrace and be invited to churches and pastors. Do not let envy, do not let jealousy creep in when you see them move in power and glory. Many of you, God has placed in you that anointing to pastor And to prophesy, but your your most effective gift is pastoring. Your most effective call is pastoring, and your second call is prophetic. But when you see a prophet move in your call as a prophet, many pastors have had it in eyes of envy, eyes of jealousy, almost like a saw. And God is saying, not so, not so. He wants to break that off of you because the prophets that he's sending are going to add to your house, to the house of the Lord. The prophets that he's sending to you in 2022 is going to add to your house. It's not going to take from your house. It's not going to scatter the sheep. But the the prophets that he's sending is going to build your house. It's going to help your people grow, help your people move in what God has called them to do. And so God want to break off that spirit of envious eyes, that eyes of jealousy, you know, that Absalom eyes, that eyes of jealousy that looks to the prophetic and, and looks as though, oh, why is that prophet outshining me? But God says, no, you are a pastor and you are as powerful and as important as that prophet is. And so I hope that this teaching, I pray, that's been my prayer in my heart. As I was laying down, God was talking to me about the heart of pastors toward prophets. You know, uh, God will give you discernment as a pastor. Pastors have great discernment. Uh, and God will give you discernment to be able to, to see the, the the fruit because we have to, we, we, we have to discern the spirit, right, and the fruit of the person, not really the gift, because the gift comes without repentance. But God says, look at the fruit. What, are, what is the fruit on your tree? What is the fruit that you're bearing? What is your spirit like? He will help your discernment to pick up if this person is sent to your house or not. And so I pray that if you're a pastor, your ears will be open. And what God is saying to you now is that is that as a pastor, do not envy the gifts that are not for you in the season. Because when you envy it, you open yourself to jealousy. You open yourself to places where you will step into unprepared. Unprepared and unqualified for it. Because God will qualify you for the season. Do not rush into the position do not rush into a title do not rush into an anointing that you don't understand yet because there is a warfare with the prophetic there's a warfare with apostolic there's a warfare with evangelical there's a warfare with teaching there is warfare with pastoring and so whatever um call that god has given you he wants you to embrace it and respect it and know that yes indeed this is where god wants me and I am okay with it. God says, pastors, be okay with the sheeps that he's given you. Do not envy to be an apostle. Do not envy to be a prophet when he's not yet called you into that. Be okay, God is saying. Be okay. Be okay. Be okay with the call on your life. You are as powerful as the prophet. You are as powerful as the Uh, as the uh, apostle you are as powerful he has caused you to be a shepherd and that is unique and important the apostle cannot come have no place to come if you don't have a house to build the uh, and a sheep to have in your house for them to come and minister to your sheep. okay yes apostles build But you invite them to come to minister. The prophet cannot come and help your church if you are not the shepherd of your church. And so you are a key point in this. God want to highlight you, want to make you know that you are special. You are special. I don't know who this is for. But he wants to let you know that your call as a pastor is special. It's important. Very, very important. Do not throw... Down the tower of being a pastor, because everybody's moving in apostolic or everybody's moving in the prophetic twenty twenty one was the year of the prophets. God still sustains the other calls the evangel the evangelical the prophets the apostles the uh, teachers the pastors he Sustains all of them. And it's a place of unity. So if one of them is highlighted, all of them is highlighted. Because we are a body. We're one body with different members. Right? And so I just want to release that to somebody. I don't know who you are, but I felt that so strong as I was getting ready. I was laying there in the spirit. I was like, Laura, what are you saying? And so I just want to let you know that. Um yeah, so I hope that you have been having a great week, a great year so far. 2020, um, 2021 is almost over. We have a couple days before it's over. Um, and I hope that you have enjoyed it. Though there have been trials, tribulations, there have also been blessings, there have also been triumphs, there have also been times where. Things just align. There there have been wonderful, wonderful encounters with our Lord. And so there have been times where, you know, the Lord has gone before you, as we see in Deuteronomy thirty one eight. It says the Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. You have had that time of Deuteronomy thirty one eight in the season of twenty twenty one where you said, you know what? Though things are are happening, God is before me. He's already been there, and he's already had his time there. He's already set the stone. He's already set the stage. And so we are almost done. You can breathe. You can know that it's almost over. 2021 is almost over. Hold on. And, you know, many people, what God was telling me about December, the word for December, December. Many people have um, put down their sword as though because the year is ending, their task is over. But God said, not so, not so, not so. Just because the year is ending doesn't mean you put down your sword. That is when you're supposed to sharpen your sword even more. That is when you're supposed to write down and scribe down Habakkuk 2.2. Write the vision down, make it plain, so that when 2022 comes, you can run with it. And what God led me to was, um, in the in the book of Nehemiah, when Nehemiah told them, they have to keep building, but as they build, they have to war. They have to build and war. They cannot just build. The, um, Nehemiah four seventeen twenty one. So December is a time of Covenantal obedience yields divine connections and reposition and restructure. You have to build and you have to war. You have to connect to the right people that God has for you. Obedience and covenant builds divine connections. Not everybody is for you. This is this time right now in December where you restructure with God and ask God, Who do I bring? Who do I cross over with? And who do I leave behind? What job do I cross over with? And what job do I leave behind? Where do I stay? And where do I go? Leave behind. This is the time to reposition. Not just your surrounding, but your spirit. This is the time. December is a time to seek him to know what it is that he wants to do. For you, through you, with you, so that you can be effective. I want to read First uh, Corinthians thirteen. First Corinthians thirteen says, thirteen ten. It says, "But when that which is perfect is come, then that which and then that which is in part shall be done away. When that which is perfect is come." Then that which is in part shall be done away. There are gaps in, um, in the world right now. But God wants to bring perfection to it. And before he can bring perfection to it, you have to seek him to know what is in part that needs to be done away. Because when He brings perfection, things that are in part will be removed. That is where reconstruction comes. That is where um, repositioning comes. The month of December is 12. 12 means apostolic grace. And God wants to help your apostolic mindset to restructure, rebuild, reposition. So that what's in part, the things that you have in part can be put together can be made perfect so that the the things that are not clear the things that are in part what i see is like some people have an idea here an idea there they have like multiple different ideas but i don't know how to bring it together make it perfect together and god said when you seek me in my in your dwelling place in your in his dwelling place in your dwelling place with him is where you plan is where you worship is where you preach is where you sing is where you prophesy is where you seek him like mary did so pick up your sword which is your word pick up your pens pick up your books and start to scribe scribe what god is saying scribe it down because he has a lot to tell you but you have to listen. You have to listen. It says in Nehemiah, in 17 four seventeen to twenty one. It says, "They which build on the wall, which they which builded on the wall, and they that bear burdens with those that laid it, every one with one of his hands wrought in the work, and with the other hand held a weapon." For the builders, everyone had his sword girded by his side. And that reminds me of the breastplate of righteousness. That also reminds me of the um, um the belt of truth. Okay. Guarded on his by his side. You have to put your sword by your side. And your sword and the belt of truth has to come together because the word of God is truth, right? And so build it. And he that sounded the trumpet was by me, was by Nehemiah. The one that sounded the trumpet was next to Nehemiah. And I said unto the nobles, and to the rulers, and to the rest of the people, The work is great and large. And we are separated upon the wall, one far from another, and this is a place that God is saying He's about to bring a unity The leaders you have to go and look in look with the spiritual eye in your leadership, wherever there is a, a gap, there is a separation because one you know the the work is great and large. God does not give many little mission and call and assignment to give large because if it's little and you can sustain it it's not God and so many of you some of you I feel like you are at a place you're like this is too big for me God this is so big how is this going to be done because he's going to do it not you and it says we are separated upon the wall as a leader I'm talking to the leaders right now God is saying that You have people on your wall that are separated. But you have to put them together in the spirit. Though they are separated in the physical. Some of them are maybe in the children's ministry. Some of them are maybe in the couples ministry. Some of them are in the prayer team. They might be in different roles. But do not let them be separated in the spirit. Because that is very important. Let them be unified in the spirit. We see here that. Nehemiah made them unite in the spirit with their weapons because we fight not against flesh and blood, right? But against rulers, principalities, against darkness, things in high, in heavenly places. Though they were in different corners of the wall, they were united in the spirit because each of them had their weapon. Every weapon you see in the natural, you can have it in the realm of the spirit. The weapons that we wear, the full armor of God is not the only weapon that we are supposed to have. That God gives us. When you get to another level in worship, in seeking the Lord, in relationship, in sonship, in in communion with God. He gives you weapons. Oh yeah. You have weapons. You will have weapons. When you get to that level. You will have weapons. Many people see themselves in dreams and visions where they have weapons. Some of them see instruments. instrument like David had weapons. David had a weapon of a harp that he played that demons left. Demons left Saul. In this season, the weapons that God has given each and everyone in your ministry is what ties them together. And so it says 20. In what place, therefore, ye hear the sound of the trumpet, result ye thither unto us. Our God shall fight for us. Though you have weapons, you are not fighting. Though you have weapons, you are not fighting. God, the God in you will fight for you. There are times where you will, the boldness, the lion in you, the, 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 the holiness in you, the righteousness, the purity in you will rise up and fight and war. And I see the Bible verse, um, Exodus 14, 14, when, the Lord told, when Moses told the people, the Lord our God will fight for us. Be still, he will fight for us. And that's what God is saying right now. That he will fight for you. 21. So we labored in the work. And half of them held the spears from the rising of the morning till the the stars appeared. This is the seeking time. God is saying that do not let your weapons fall down. Do not let your work fall down. They labored in work. And half of them held their spears from the rising of the morning till the stars appeared. Do not lay down your weapons. Hold them from morning to night. Because the enemy is ready. Is watching. The enemy is trying to find a pivotal moment to come in. When you lay down your weapon of worship. When you lay down your weapon of prayer. When you lay down your weapon of fasting. Your weapon of intercession. When you lay down. Your weapon of building as an apostle. When you lay down your weapon of building as a, a pastor. When you lay down your Bible as a teacher. You are opening the door for the enemy to come in. Weeks ago I had a vision. I saw an eye of an animal. And it looked like a, a green snake. It looked. I, I, I'm trying to stir up my mind around what that animal was. But it looked like the eye... I would not say a green snake, no. It looked like the eye of like a, a lizard, an eye of a lizard. One of those reptile animals. And when I saw it, I was like, Lord, what is this? The enemy is watching the sons and daughters of God. And what the enemy is watching to see is a time of weakness where you just relax, a time of Relaxation. 2021 December is not the time to just relax. Many people are just saying, Oh, I'm just gonna relax that the 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 time you know 2021 is about to end. But no 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 God is saying be like a Nehemiah, pick up your weapons and start to fight and war. Pick up your weapons and start to build, pick up your weapons and be in position. Because guess what? The enemy is looking for that little time where you just lay yourself down and say, Oh, I'm just going to rest. I'm not going to pray today. Oh, I'm, d- I'm not going to do this. Today. I'm not going to read my Bible. I'm not going to seek the Lord. I'm not going to keep going to church. Guess what? That's what the enemy wants. The enemy want to see you do that so that he can come in and wrap his 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 his, his thoughts in your mind. Take over your, 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 your heart. Do things that you would have never found yourself doing but because you laid down your weapons that's what happened and so that's the word for 2021 december god is saying that obedience your first obedience is to him your first covenantal obedience is to the lord before you are covenantally obeying anybody you have to obey god first Your obedience, your covenantal obedience will yield divine connections. And he's bringing reposition. And restructure. And so I I hope that you were blessed by this message. This prophetic release. That pick up your pens. I don't care if you don't have money. It's okay. God is the one that provides for what he tells you is going to happen. And I'm going to share my testimony. God is Jehovah Jireh, the provider. He will provide for you. Do not look to how much you have in the bank. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about, about the way that, that I am with the Lord. For me personally, I build without knowing how the money is going to come. When God told me, Bernice... I remember my first ministry conference I had. I did not have a place to host it. I hope you hear this. I did not have a place to host it. But I made the flyer. I prayed. I wrote down the things God was telling me about the conference. I put down the things that God said to do. Many times when God tells me to do something, I don't have everything together, but I built because the word of the Lord says that God, it pleases the Lord to see the work begin. It pleases him to see the work begin. So I don't know who you are, but you're listening right now and God is telling you, it pleases him to see the work begin. God has told you to do something. You don't don't have a place to do it yet, but it pleases the Lord to, to see it begin, to begin, put the teams together. This is the time to do that because he's going to bring it. Let me tell you, I did not have a place, but within two weeks before the event, I put, I knew God told me, this is where you're going to have the event. The place was not open yet. I put the, the the address on the flyer. I released the flyer without having the place secured. And many people would say, "Oh, why would you do that? That's not that's not reasonable. That's that's the thing about being in in the apostolic, being in the in the building, being a a building um having a building grace." You don't look at what you don't have. I'm, I'm talking to somebody right now. You don't look at what you don't have. I put the, the address on the flyer. And I released the flyer. Within two weeks. No, I'll, I'll say within two, two and a half weeks before the conference. I had that place open. I had that place. And it doesn't matter how many people come, how many people don't come. This is another one for somebody. You're thinking, oh, how many people are going to come? How many people are not going to come? It doesn't matter. If God bring one person, that's what's important. Jesus traveled, and I say this uh, passage a lot. Jesus traveled to go see the Samaritan woman. One person. Out of all the people in that land. One person he went to to minister to. And that one person went forth and ministered to the other people. Do you see what I'm saying? One person comes. That one person is going to go forth and tell other people, come and see. This is what I experienced in this place. And what I experienced will cause other people to say, you know what? I want to experience that too. And the next time you see it, you have so many people coming. Don't look at the numbers. I don't know who you are, but God is really talking to you right now. Don't look at the numbers. Don't look at what you don't have. So I want to pray that faith over you. That faith over you. That have faith to just do it. Have faith to just do what God is telling you to do. Many times I do things that I'm even myself, I'm like, Wow. I go to places, I, do, I take certain jobs, I go to certain places that God tell me to go. It doesn't make sense completely to me. But as I said in 1 Corinthians 13.10, when the perfect comes, the part, the things that are in part will be put away. Some of you are in parts right now. You don't know the whole perfection of what God is doing. But a time is coming where he will put the part away because perfection will come. You will get the aha moment. You will get the clarity. The revelation will come. The Rima word will come. You will get it. But you need to handle the part well. Because we prophesy in part and we know in part, right? But God is the one that makes it complete. And so the word of the Lord to you is that continue to build. Do it in faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. you got to strengthen your faith. So right now I pray. Father, I pray for faith in the hearts of your people. In the minds of your people. Father, I pray for an apostolic faith. Yeah. I pray for a prophetic. I pray for a apostolic faith I pray God for a prophetic faith upon your people in the heart of your people I pray the Lord everything that has muzzled your eyesight, muzzled your mind muzzled your even chains that have been put upon your feet, stagnation some of you are like in, you are like cemented down, you are not able to move forward, I come right now and I kaya. oh yes I put an axe upon the feet of that sermon, that sermon i put an axe upon that 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 rock that you have been placed in that you cannot move and i break that that, that ground that you find yourself stuck in I break it now with an axe I break it in the name of Jesus and I command your feet to move, your feet to move pick up your feet I pick up your feet now in the name of Jesus, oh yes and you are putting on the shoes of peace in this hour and you are moving forward, oh, I see some of you picking up your weapons, and your swords, oh yes, even your spears, your arrows, I see some of you picking it up now, in the name of Jesus, oh yes, even the daddy. The Daniel anointing on you to pray, your prayer, mentors, your prayer, your prayer weapons. You're picking it up. Oh, yes. I didn't see some of you, David. You you have a David anointing. Uh, You're picking up your, oh, you're picking up your harps. Uh, Oh, yes. Lord, I thank you. And I bless your holy name. God, I pray for your anointing upon your feet of your people. I pray the anointing upon the feet of your people in this hour, in the name of Jesus, thank you for sending your angels, sir oh yes, your angels that deliver and set free the captives free yes, the prison gates have been broken oh yes, in the suddenly yes in the midnight hour the prison gates have been broken many of you are walking. Out of it in the name of Jesus, how my sataya. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm gonna share this um this um dream that I had. I had a dream where I saw um I saw in the realm of the spirit in a dream where I saw the part of a um the um one of the strings there are a lot of different strings you know uh people play different strings you know violin viola uh harp but what I saw was one of the um string instruments string instruments I saw um and they have a bow right string instruments have a bow and what I saw was that the bow was placed on the floor with the with a string instrument. The bow was placed on the floor. And the instrument was placed on the floor as well. And what I saw was that the person left the bow on the floor. Left. It was a, a cello. It was a cello. I saw a cello in, in my dream room. And many... And I'm talking to the... um The people who are worshipers, the worshipers, those that worship through deliverance, worship through prayer, worship, you know, um, praise and worship ministers, summits. I'm talking to you guys. There are different levels of worship where you worship and deliverance happen. You worship and prayer intercession break in the room. You worship and, you know, um, people fulfill themselves in the dwelling place. You worship and the glory of God comes in the room. Different levels in worship. Now, what I saw is this, this is what God is saying to the those that are worshippers. be very careful, placing your instruments down, placing your your call down, placing your, your, your voice down and resting and, and and it's okay, it's good to rest but but do not leave it down for so long. Do not stop singing for so long do not do not lay it down for so long because what I saw was um, I saw a room. In the room, I saw um, people sitting there with different instrument, different string instruments. A lot of them had, you know, uh, viola, cellos, um, double bass, harp, guitar. You know, they had string instruments. And the door opened. I saw the door opened, and I saw them. And then I saw that the person. Lay down their instrument, which was a cello, and they had uh, the bow. I don't know what the bow is called. You know the bow that they used to like move, move over the instrument, and it makes the noise. Um, it makes the sound. It was laid on the floor. What I saw was people started to walk, and they stepped on the bow. They did not step on the 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 cello they stepped on the bow. And they crushed the bow. And when they stepped on it. They crushed it. They broke it. Their feet broke it. Because the person was not there. To guard their instrument. And what God is saying to the. Worshippers in this season. Is you have to guard. Your instrument. This might be deep for somebody. But I'm telling you. There are people who have instruments in the realm of the spirit. There are people who have harps in the realm of the spirit. There are people who have cellos. Even you know, uh, viola. There are people who play instruments in the realm of the spirit. That is a deep level of worship. And what God is saying is that do not lay your instrument down too too long. Because what happens is that people people are gonna come and pass by and step on your instrument destroy your instrument the feet of people are going to destroy your instrument if you do not guard your instrument and feet feet means feet means a lot in the prophetic feet means a lot in the prophetic where you go is important as a worshiper the lord is telling you because where you go and you lay down your instrument can either help your instrument be destroyed or still live. And your instrument may not be your, um, your actual, like, maybe you play the keyboard or, you know, the drums or not that. I'm talking about your spiritual instrument, your voice, what's in you, what you, what you pour out And feet in the prophetic means heart, your thoughts, your um, feet can also mean meditation, okay? And so what God is saying, your heart, where you lay your heart, where you you walk to your feet, your actual actual, um, place that you go to, your thoughts, your meditation. And so what happens is that people's hearts, people's thoughts, their words can come and crush your instruments if you're not careful. And so that's what I saw in my dream room. And so you have to take your, your instrument with you when you go When you move around in that place that you are. Because the heart of men, the feet of men, the thoughts of men can destroy what God has poured into you. And so I pray that you receive this. If you are somebody that feels stirred right now, this is for you. Normally when I come here, um, God just does what he does, you know. I I just wanted to pray and start teaching. But this is what's happening. So I just have to abide and flow with what God is saying. Um, We have to be able to learn how to participate with the Holy Spirit. We have to learn how to participate with Him. Because if we don't, then we are moving in our own authority. We are moving in our own authority if we don't participate with the Holy Spirit. And so now I'm just going to pray over um, the the time to to teach right now. Lord, I just thank you. I worship you God. We adore you. We thank you for this moment of um, release, a, a prophetic release. Release that you've placed upon your people at this time. I thank you God for your word that came forth. I thank you for your grace, your might, your mercy that is so new each and every day. Let goodness and mercy follow us all throughout this day and all throughout this time. Father, I bind and dismantle every assignment of the enemy. I break every weapon of the enemy, the eye of the enemy that is watching your people, watching your sons and daughters to find a pivotal time to come in and come and be a a, a hindrance, be a stagnation. God, we break it now. I pray a strength. Habrikataya. I pray a holy strength over your people in this time. That they will rise up. I pray a bonus, God, a mighty strength over your people. That they will rise up and keep praying. They will rise up and keep plowing like Nehemiah. Oh yes, I pray even now. I decree and declare. Nehemiah, Father, Nehemiah 4:17 to, to 21. Over your people. That Lord, they will step up. They will step up Father, and still build. They will not sleep. They will not slumber. Because you are a God that does not sleep nor slumber. In the night of the day, in the morning. Yes, they will raise up their swords. They will raise up their weapons. and and they will keep working Father I pray for a grace, apostolic grace. I pray for a prophetic grace. I pray for a pastoral grace, a pastoral grace. I pray, God, for a teaching grace, evangelical grace upon your people. That, Lord, they will keep to move business. and A business grace upon them, Lord. Marketplace grace, yes, upon your people. And I pray, Lord, they will continue to go further uh, and be the difference in the world that we are looking for. The light of the world and the the salt of the earth, Lord increase your salt father I pray even now over this time of devoted with you God that we're going to be learning about the prophets the true prophets of the Lord and I pray for understanding clarity I yield my mind, my spirit, my soul, my thoughts. Oh yes. Let the way be Let revelation pour in this room, God. Let revelation revelation come upon your people in this time. Let my ears be open to you and you alone Adonai because your sheep knows your voice, Lord. And I ask the Lord let you will send your ministering angels to the east, west, south, north of this place and even to the people that are listening that they will hear it and receive it. We are to be Doers of your word and not just hear us only. So, Father, I pray the Lord, uh, those that have had a bitterness toward um, prophets, Lord, uh, I pray the Lord, as I teach, they will have a deliverance. Let deliverance fall upon them, uh, that they will feel delivered uh, from any prophet that have hurt them. Anyone that has walked out on them that has hurt them, that has rejected them. The Bataya, that the understanding of what the prophet, the understanding of what the true prophet is will, st- will come back into their minds. That The place, the finger of God will touch their hearts. The finger, touch their minds, the finger of God will touch their minds. The finger of God will touch their eyes. Oh yes, the finger of God will touch their soul. That they will feel deliverance come upon them. That They will feel an increase come upon them and they will feel a release come upon them. I mean, those that are desiring to prophesy, those that are desiring to walk in the apostolic, uh, in, in bataia, those that are desiring to walk in the prophetic. Those that are desiring to walk in the prophetic. Father, God is showing me right now books, books of, of, the, of prophetic books. God is saying, go and look up books, the prophetic books, and start to read. You will get activations even through reading the books. The Lord is saying, he's highlighting, he's highlighting to me John Urquhart books. Or even uh, John Urquhart books, he's highlighting to me James Gall books. Go and read James Gall books, Jennifer Lestrange books. Go and, and, and look at those books. He's highlighting those three people. I see their names on their books. God is saying, go and, and read the books, the books, the books. Go get your hands on some books. And God is saying, go and read the books, the prophets, in the books, and in the word of God, Jeremiah jonah rebe seta yakata masoto le mako rababa ezekiel rabba sata isaiah god says he's going to open the books of the word of god to you the prophet he's going to let you go in and look and deeper deeper bataya re sita reka he's going to take you into the books of the word of god and you're going to release upon he's going to release upon you the things that he's trying to call you into the different levels in the prophetic different there are are different prophets in the word of god and he's going to lead you to that that book that you're to read Uh, even some of you are like deborah you have a prophetic anointing like deborah you're you're caught to judge and god is saying he's gonna prune the the, the, uh, he's gonna prune you and make you better to be able to open your mouth to, to, to judge with with the word that people can swallow and really receive, not not condemn, but judge with a rightful heart. And, and have mercy, yeah, compassion along with your judgment. And so I pray this over your people in the name of Jesus, I pray. And I seal this place and I seal this time. I seal this time with the blood of Jesus. And I thank you, God. In Jesus' name I do pray, amen.
4: Just one moment with you gives me all I need. Just one moment with you gives me all I need. Just one desires that the things that the church were established on the foundation of the church that us as a younger generation that we are not to abandon the foundations of God's church
3: So that was a song by Todd Durenly It's called All I Need All I Need And I hope that you were blessed today By the release of the prophetic word That God released Um, Normally I just wanted to pray And just start teaching But um, the Lord had a different thing in mind So um, You have to learn how to flow with the Holy Spirit It's so important Because there's so many dimensions You know The thing is that when we we um, do what we want to do, we limit what God want to do, you know. And so what I've learned in ministry is when you show up, God will show out. But first you have to show up and humble yourself and submit to what He wants to do. Um, and He will speak, He will do what He wants to do, and it will be beautiful. So let's go into the teaching. I want us to look at Deuteronomy 18.22. Deuteronomy eighteen twenty two. Uh, if you don't have your Bibles, you can take your Bibles now um, and look at it. Um, Deuteronomy eighteen twenty two. All right, so Deuteronomy eighteen fifteen. Let's look at Deuteronomy eighteen fifteen to twenty two. Says, um, a new prophet like Moses, the Lord your God will, will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst, from your brethren. I'm reading from the New King James Version him you shall hear according to all you desired of the Lord your God in Herob in the day of assembly saying let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God nor let me see this great fire any more, lest I die and the Lord said to me what they have spoken is good I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren.'" and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command them. And it shall be that whoever will not hear my words, which he speaks in my name, I I will require it of him. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken when a prophet speaks, I want you to hear this when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass that th- that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken in has spoken it presumptuously you shall not you shall not be afraid of him the prophet has spoken in their own heart and you shall not be afraid and you shall not listen the bible says that samuel's god caused samuel's words to not fall to the ground we see that in um in first samuel 319 let's read that it says it says so Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground when you are a prophet of the Lord the words that come out of your mouth a true prophet's words does not fall to the ground we see here it says that when it says that when a prophet And the Lord said to me, what they have spoken is good. I will raise up from them a prophet like you from among their brethren and will put my words in his mouth. And he shall speak to them all that I commend them. A prophet, a true prophet of the Lord speaks the word of God. You, when they say that you are an oracle, it means that God has literally put his words in your mouth. He has literally put his words in your mouth. And and what, what God is leading me to is um Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Um, the book of Jeremiah, where he said he is he has anointed him. He knew him before he was formed in his mother's womb. And he has um <clears throat> called him to the nations. It says uh Jeremiah 1 5. Before it says, uh, Jeremiah um 1 4 then the word of the Lord came to me saying, "Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were, bo- you were born, I sanctified you, I ordained you a prophet to the nations." Um, then the, Jeremiah had his, his little moment of saying, "He's too young. And then God said, "Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you," says the Lord. When you're a true prophet of God, you get the commission." You, you get the call from the Lord. You get the Isaiah, um, I believe it's Isaiah 5 moment. Where God calls you to be his mouthpiece. Where God put his word in your mouth. Where you don't speak what you want, but you speak as the Lord tells you to speak. It's Isaiah 6. Let's read Isaiah 6. The Lord is leading me there. It says, Isaiah 6, um, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet. And with two he flew. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it, and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, your iniquity is taken away, and your sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord, saying, Whom shall I send? and who will go for us then i said here am i send me isaiah was called to to the prophetic isaiah called to be a prophet this is very very key to being a prophet you will have this call there will be a season you were already born as a prophet as we see in um, Jeremiah 1 that he already God already called him ordained him a prophet in his you know before he was even you know born but after you are born you have a Isaiah moment where God will sanctify your lips because your lips is your weapon as a prophet your tongue is already penned as a prophet that is why it says in the Bible that you know life and death is in the power of the tongue right and they that love it will eat its fruit You will bear good fruit or bad fruit with what you speak out. And so many prophets who are true prophets of the Lord know how to guard their tongues. They know how to release the word of God, the true word of God. They don't put flesh to the word. And before you're able to release, God will take you through that moment of having the coal touch your lips, having the angel encounter you, and having you... Basically like how um, Jacob wrestled with the angel. You're going to have that moment. And that comes through the birthing season. And the birthing season is through worship. God birthed out the pro- the prophets through worship, through intercession, through prayer. That is why I cringe. That is why I feel very... Um, Uncomfortable when I meet prophets that don't pray, that are not prayer warriors, that are not, you know, worshippers, that don't have a daily dwelling place with the Lord. Because the thing is that, like I said before in my prophetic release, is that the enemy is always looking for a little pivotal time where you just lay down your weapons. And God knows that, and so He prepares His prophets as soldiers in the army of God. He prepares them as prayer warriors. So when they open their mouth and start to utter out, you know that that person is a prophet because they've been in the dwelling place, they've been in the in the face of God. Because we see in the Word of God, even when Jesus was on earth, when He ministered, He he quickly what he quickly went and prayed he 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 knew how to separate himself from from the from the people he knew even how to separate himself from his from his John his Peter his James and his John his his close his close um you know disciples he knew how to separate himself from his 12 disciples he knew how to go back into the secret place go back into the dwelling place because he knew how to abase himself in that place and when you are able to abase yourself in that place, you are able to hear the Lord and speak his word. And when you are able to do that, your word will not fall to the ground. Because you have a relationship, you have a, a, a identity, with, you have a, a connection, you have a, a covenantal obedience with the Lord. You have a, 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 um, a position in the side of the Lord. That he trusts you with his secrets. He trusts you because I see the word history. He trusts you because he has history with you. There are things that I would never say on here. There are things that I would never say on platforms. Because that is between me and God. Things that he said about people. Things that he said about communities. Even things that he said about me to myself. Things that he said to me that is just for me to know. There are many things that I could I could literally say out loud and 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 release out, but god if God has not released a prophet to speak, a prophet does not speak because a prophet a true prophet of the Lord knows that your word has weight it has it has glory with it, it has weight it it it, 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 it has a purpose. Because the word of God does not return to him void, right? It accomplishes what he said is shown. So so a prophet, a true prophet the Lord does not speak anyhow. A true prophet of the Lord that does not just decree a thing. A true prophet of the Lord does not just say whatever they want because they know that if they speak, it will happen. They know that the the, the, the mandate on their voice, they know that the angels hearken to the voice. Of the Lord, and the voice of the Lord is within them. The voice of the Lord is what comes out of them, and so they know that when they speak a thing, it will happen, just as Samuel is. We see in the book of Samuel that Samuel's word does not fall to the ground. And so, true prophets don't just speak, they wait, they wait on the Lord to release the word. To speak out what he says. And it says here in Deuteronomy, we, we're still looking at Deuteronomy, it says, But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commended him to speak it, that's a false prophet, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. And that's the thing about God that he does not like false prophets. Anything that's false, he doesn't like. And it says, and if you say in your heart, how shall we know saya, the word which the Lord has spoken? There's a question that many people are asking in, in 2021. How shall we know that is a true prophet? How shall we know that is a, a, a false prophet? This is what God says. When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that prophet, that that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken out of their own heart. And the thing that God says is that you shall not be afraid of him. When it does not come to pass. I already talked about how it's important to wait to see the prophetic word happen. Many many times people don't see the prophetic word happen because they don't walk in that word. They don't, they don't move in that word the prophet released the word but when the word is released you are to go and pray and and do what the prophet told you to do if you're if you're a prophet told you you're going to be a a um a kingdom builder you're going to have you know uh, ministries in in the marketplace they see you you know with product you and and they prophet and the prophet says go and start to work for somebody who already who's already successful In where God is trying to take you in the marketplace to learn from them. You don't sit down and twiddle your fingers. No. You apply for a job in the marketplace where you see somebody who has a a, a prophetic apostolic um, call and and grace upon them. That is is pioneering and, and doing great things in that place that God is trying to send you to so that you can learn from them. Or you could go and work for a business that God is highlighting to you to learn. Many people think that your job. Your job is not just your job to make money. Your job is there. You have an assignment there. One. Two. You have an assignment to learn from that place. Because there is something that God wants to teach you. That you will need when you step into your own assignment. Many people want to um, build. But what God released to me couple years ago, is this. This is the secret. The secret is this. When God tell you, you're going to be the next CEO of Chick-fil-A, you, you're going to be the next owner of a, a, a company like Chick-fil-A or a company like Amazon or a company like FedEx or, you know, a company like, you know, whatever company. You're going to be like that. Many people quickly trying, like, go take classes and And, um, which is not bad. Taking classes is important. It's very important, but you have to go before the Lord and ask him specifically what he wants you to do, because many people waste time trying to step into business schools. When God is trying to tell you, go and work for Chick-fil-A, go and work for McDonald's, go and work for, um, FedEx, go and work for Amazon. Because when you do that, you are learning from them. Because how are you going to be the next CEO of a type of a Amazon company if you don't know how they run, if you don't know how they, they operate? Not only are you going to be making money by working there, but you're going to get, gain wisdom. You're going to gain understanding. It might not be that you're going to work for Amazon. Maybe you might work for a small business that is like Amazon or that is, you know, that is in, in, the, in the works of Amazon to learn from them. But what God is telling me is that there are many of you that God is saying that He wants you to put your pride aside and work for the company that He wants you to learn from, so that you can be that company in five years, so that you can be that company in 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 your region or in other states and other nations. But your pride, because you feel like you're overqualified, I will tell you this: a lot of millionaires. And people who are really good in in business will always say this. Learn from the best to become the best. You have to learn. You, you don't have to quit your full-time job. But you can take a part-time job. I, I don't know who this is for. But you can take a part-time job and work and see how they do the things they do. You will be amazed. This is something that the Lord taught me how to do it. And I did it. I took a job in interior designing because I have an interior designing background and a lot told me to take an interior designing job. So I took it and I learned I'm not gonna say the company on here. I learned so much. I learned how to communicate with clients. I went to the clients' houses, knew how to measure, knew how to like plan out, knew how to present to them, you know, even knew how to like build rooms. Already, I have the eye for design. Already, I have the desire. I have the 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 gift to design to to um to do interior design. It comes naturally, but the business side of it, I had to learn. And you know, if you if you don't seek the Lord, you will go into business school, or you go into interior design school when you're wasting money that you could be using to build what God is trying to call you to build. And so what God told me is that go and learn from the best. And so I put my pride aside. I'm not, you know, I have, I'm overqualified for that job. That's not what I went to school for, but I have the gift. All my friends who came to my place we were like, oh yes, ah, oh, wow, who designed your, your, your place? I'm like, I did. They're like, oh my gosh, you need to go into this. You need to do this. This is like they—they they, they saw what God was already telling me, and God was using them to confirm to me. I don't know who, but I had to, I had to pause the teaching to talk to, talk to somebody. Put your—you put your pride aside and go learn from the best, because when you learn from the best, you're not just learning; you're going to be paid to learn. This is your classroom. Your classroom is working for Amazon or whoever it is that God is trying to tell you to go work for. You know, a book company, whatever. Pray about it and go apply. Yes, you're overqualified. You probably have PhD, you know, HD, whatever, whatever degree you have. But put that pride aside and go learn because within five years you're going to see your company in different states because you walked in obedience to go and learn. And guess what? You're gonna be paid to learn. And you're gonna serve where you're going. <laughs> Okay, so let's go back to what I was saying. All right, so which I have not commanded him to speak or who speak in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord has spoken? How you know when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is a thing which the Lord has not spoken because his word says that his word does not return to him void. And so, if, if, if a prophet speaks and his, and the word of the Lord does not happen, then that's not God's word because His word comes to pass. It might take some time for the word to happen because, you know, certain prophetic words have a time limit. It has a, a, a time that is set on it. Like, uh, there, there are some people who, when you hit the age of thirty three, like Jesus, the, the the Jesus age, or when you hit the age of thirty-five or forty, that's when a certain amount of assignment start to really profit, like you have success in this, you know? And a lot of times when prophets prophesy, you know, God will say, When you reach the age of twenty one, God is gonna bring a, a mighty wave of anointing on you to be able to build this or to be able to do this or you you're about to step into this at at the age of this or at, at the age of that right and so we see that we see that that is the time where God will say this is the season and this is the time so some people are listening right now and you've heard a prophet tell you something like well that that thing did not come again there there are things that you have to do to have that thing happen if a prophet tells you you're going to You know, I see books. I see you publishing so many books. You don't sit down and think, and that's it. No, you have to write the books, right? You have to connect with people who are publishers. You have to do something, right? You have to move in in the word. And that's. All right so let's read um deuteronomy 28 well let's read jeremiah 28 but also god wants us to read deuteronomy 28 as well anyway let's read jeremiah 28 first and then we look at deuteronomy 28 um so it says in jeremiah 28 and it happened in the same year at the beginning of the reign of zedekiah king of Ju- uh, Judah in the fourth year and in the fifth month that Hananiah the son of Azor the prophet who was from Gibeon spoke to me in the house of the Lord in the presence of the of the priests and all of the pe- all of the people saying thus says the Lord of hosts the God of Israel saying I have broken the yoke of the king of babylon within two full years i will bring back to this place all the vessels of the lord's house that nebuchadnezzar king of babylon took away from this place and carried to babylon and i will bring back to this place and i will bring back the i'll bring back to this place Jekoniah and the son of jehoiakim king of judah with all the captives of judah who went to Babylon, says the Lord, for I will will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. Then the prophet Jeremiah spoke to the prophet Hananiah in the presence of the priest and in the presence of all the people who stood in the house of the Lord. And the prophet Jeremiah said, Amen. The Lord do so. The Lord perform your words, which you have prophesied, to bring back the vessels of the Lord's house and all who were carried away captive from Babylon to this place. Nevertheless, hear now this word that I speak in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people. 8. The prophets who have been before me and before you of, of old prophesied against many countries and great kingdoms of war and disaster and pestilence. As for the prophet who prophesies of peace, when the word of the prophet comes to pass, the prophet will be will be known as one whom the Lord has truly sent. Remember, when we looked here, it said in Deuteronomy, um, we looked in Deuteronomy. It said that, how you know, in Deuteronomy 18, 15, 22, he says what? It says here, how shall we know the word which the Lord has spoken? When a prophet speaks the name of speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. Here in Jeremiah 28 we see Jeremiah say it says what? Jeremiah 28, 9. As for the prophet who prophesies of peace, when the word of the prophet comes to pass, The prophet will be known as one whom the Lord has truly sent. Let's continue reading. Then Hananiah the prophet took the yoke off the prophet Jeremiah's neck and broke it. And Hananiah spoke in the presence of all the people saying, Thus says the Lord, even so I will break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, my God, of uh, uh, king of Babylon from the neck of all nations within the space of two full years. And the prophet Jeremiah went his way. So Jeremiah was warning Hananiah, saying, "Hey, Hananiah, remember that this is what the prophet of old have said about this kingdom: that there will be disaster, there will be pestilence. But here you come speaking peace." And then Jeremiah goes forth and remind him of Deuteronomy, of the word of God in Deuteronomy eighteen. That says that you will know that this is a prophet sent by God if the word does come to pass. But then Helaniah, you know, out of his flesh, even puts a time limit on it. He says, what, two full years. Let me tell you something. Most true prophets do not say time limit until the Lord has said it. Most true prophet... Do not say within five years, or within three days, or within a day. No, they don't say that until they actually hear. If you hear a true prophet say within four days you're going to see miracles in your finances happen, you must believe it. Because God has said it. If you don't see it happen, then God didn't say it. But most true prophets are very are not are, are not quick. They're very um slow to say two years, four years, within three days, within this afternoon, you know? Not because they don't trust that it's the, the Lord speaking, but they're only, only it when God says it. Most of them don't release time limits until God, they have heard God really say it. They have really had the, the knowing that God has said that. And so we see that Hananiah, um... You know, he he goes in. He's like, what? What did he say? Let's see. He says, then Hananias, uh the prophet, took the yoke off the prophet Jeremiah's neck and broke it. And Hanias spoke in the presence of all the people, saying, "Thus says the Lord: Even so, I will break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar. Not only, not only the the yoke that he's talking about, about but also." The yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, King of Babylon, from the neck of all nations within the space of two full years. From the neck of all nations, all that has happened. He's gonna break it. And the prophet Jeremiah went his way. Jeremiah didn't say anything. You know, the thing about true prophets is that when they see a false prophet babbling and talking, and just and they know that's not the word of the Lord, because look, spirit knows spirit, okay. That's why it's important to test every spirit. It says in in uh, one John, you have to test every spirit and try it and know if it's of the Lord. You know, you don't believe every spirit; but you test it. So true prophets know when somebody is a false prophet. They can discern it, right? And so they don't really waste their, their their mouth like talking against, you know, talking and be like, oh, they know that when they wait. The truth is going to come out. And so here it goes. It says. I would say. Let's go to. um, 12. Now the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. After Hananiah the prophet. Had broken the yoke from the neck of the prophet. Jeremiah saying. Go and tell Hananiah. Saying. Says the Lord. You have broken the yokes of wood. But you have made in. Their plates, yokes of iron. My God. That is the key here. That when a false prophet speaks, okay? When they prophesy something, they are doing worse damage to that thing than what it is. He was trying to break a yoke of wood. But actually, what he did was he did more damage than he he even could imagine. He actually put in that place a yoke of iron. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have put a yoke of iron on the neck of all these nations, that they may serve Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. And they shall serve him. I have given him the beast of the field also. Then the prophet Jeremiah said to Hananiah the prophet. Hear now Hananiah the Lord has not sent you. But you make this people trust in a lie. You know the prophet that come and tell you. You're going to get houses and cars and all these things prophesy financial you know uh and there's nothing wrong with financial increase and financial blessings god wants you want you to prosper as your soul prospers but a true prophet will not bypass um things that is not right in your life you know the bible says that if you if you have unforgiveness in your heart before you come and give to the Lord, put the 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 seed on the side and go and make up with your your um, your brother, and then come and give him the you know the offering. A true prophet is not going to tell you you're going to get cars and houses and all these wonderful things. If they see that you're you know if they also see that you're living in sin as well, they're not just going to prophesy good things only. They're going to prophesy bad things, too. They're going to tell you what you're doing wrong. I'm not saying bad things like, you know, horrible things are going to happen to you. No, no, no. They don't do that. We we edify. We we help. We, um you know, edify you. We We build you up. But God will show them if you're doing something wrong. If you are cheating on your wife, a true prophet of the Lord will come to your house. You will come to your, you know, your church and prophesy and tell you, Yes, God is, you know, opening up platforms to you. He's, he's doing things for you. But he's also going to, you know, speak in your ear and say, hey, men of God, do not be like David and look at Bathsheba. Because you're already married, you know, you're cheating on your wife. That's not of God. They're going to tell you what you're doing wrong. They're going to help you. And that's also a part of, you know, edifying, because you are gonna edify you to do the right thing. So we see here that Haggai was basically prophesying peace and prophesying all these wonderful things that God was not really doing. You know, God, God loves to um, correct. Correction is from the Lord. Correction is love from God. People think you know god does not prophesy correction he does he does and that's him showing you that he loves you and so when you get a a prophetic word of correction do not think oh that's that's not a a, a good word no that's that's still a good word because correction will will save you correction will, will will help you not to go on a path that you will later on regret you know if somebody came and prophesied to david like David, you need to go and fight with your men. And do not stand over there. Because you're going to, the devil's going to present to you an opportunity to look at a, a married woman. All of this Bathsheba stuff would never have happened. Or if, if, if a prophet was sent, well, a prophet was sent to, to David. But I'm saying before that happened, if a prophet was sent to him before, you know, he, he could have been corrected, right? And he, he would not have gone on that pathway and even killed Bathsheba's husband, right? God sent a prophet to, to him when Bathsheba was pregnant. But the thing is this, that God corrects through his prophet. Those are also good words. And we see here that Jeremiah was speaking the truth. And telling Hananiah, like, hey. And God does this. God will send a true prophet to a false prophet to put that prophet in check. He would. And I will tell you this. Most prophets, most true prophet of God don't want to um, be a deliverer of bad news. No. But they have to do it. That's why God gives some of them that Deborah, Deborah anointing. And let's see. It says. Um, For it says the Lord of hosts. The God of Israel. I have put a yoke of iron on the neck of all these nations. That they may serve Nebuchadnezzar. But, okay. Let's go down. Then the prophet Jeremiah said to Hananiah. The prophet. Hear now Hananiah. The Lord has not sent you. But you make these people trust in a lie. Therefore thus says the Lord. Behold I will cast you from the face of the earth. My God this year you shall die because you have taught rebellion against the lord so hananiah the prophet died the same year in sev- in the 7th month what does it say here it says here what it says uh Deuteronomy 18:15 15, um 15:20 15, but the prophet who presumes to speak a word in, the, in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak or speak in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. And we see here Hananiah, so Hananiah the prophet, died the same year, in the seventh month. God is not a God that wastes his word. He makes sure his word come to pass. Hananiah spoke lies and caused the people to rebel. But prophets, true prophet of God, come and put things in order, back in order. When a true prophet of the Lord comes to your house or comes to a place, they come and remove the false things that has happened and put the truth back in place. They come to point out the um, the sinful things that are in the place, they come to put things back in order, and that's why people who are rebellious, people who have that Jezebel spirit, people who have a religious spirit, don't like them because they like they come true prophet of God come to turn things upside down. They don't come to um, destroy. Those are prophets that God has not sent. If they come to destroy and not build, God did not send them because they don't they're not they're like you know Nehemiah's. They will come and help build. They will come and tear down things that are not that are not like the Lord, but they will also have a building to build it back up. But before you 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 build, you have to tear down, just as God said to Jeremiah. Let's look at that. I feel like we're in, we're in the book of Jeremiah today. I wasn't, um, I wasn't trying to stay in Jeremiah, but God is leading us to Jeremiah today. So let's look at Jeremiah. It says what? It says here, Jeremiah 1.10. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out, to pull down, to destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to plant. Do you see what's happening here? First, he has to what? To root out, to pull down, to destroy, and to throw down. Many people, many prophets want to build and, and plant. But when you build and plant, you're building on the foundation that is already there, that is not working out. That's why when prophets come to a place, they like to root out things, they like to pull down, they like to destroy and throw down. You see how many lines are here? There are three lines. But the only line is the only line that is to build is only that one line at the bottom. There are two lines for destroying, for remodeling, for removing. So you see that as a prophet, you destroyed the, the worldly things. You root out the worldly, the sinful things, the, 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 the darkness. You pull down the things that are not, you pull out the things that are not of the Lord. And, the, and so, because when people meet prophets, the first thing that prophets normally do is, especially when they are in a ministry that, it, that is going away that God has not called it to go. They have to start to break down. They have to start, and this is also for the apostolic to, uh, you know, before you can build, you have to break down. And when they start to remove things and break down and, and you know, restructure, like, trying to, you know, say, hey, we, we need to stop, you know, listening to this type of music. Or we need to stop, you know, um, doing this type of Bible study that we do, that we just, you know, play rap music. Or play Christian rap or, you know, when we we, we, um, we gather around and we talk before we talk for hours. And then Bible study is like 20 minutes. We need to restructure. We need to stop doing that. Instead, talk for 20 minutes and actually have an hour of Bible study. You know, they, they're there to remove things. Throw down, destroy, uproot, pull down. But sometimes, some prophets, they don't go to the, the third level. To build and plan. They don't go there. They just go and root out. Pull down. Destroy. Throw down. And then that's it. No. You have to have. God will. If you're a true prophet. God will give you. A. A, a idea. A plan. He will give you a strategic plan. To know how. What to do next. when you Because when you're pulling down. When you're rooting out when you're destroying, when you're throwing down, people don't like you because you you came to just mess things up. (laughs) And that's what they see. They think you're there to mess things up. But they don't see that while you're messing things up, things are being restructured. When you leave, that's when they're like, oh, this actually worked better than what we had before. That person was actually sent by God. That person really knew what we needed the whole time. And that's the thing is that when you are in that phase, that's why people don't like prophets because prophets come to to point out things that are not good. Come to help you step into the the right the right place, the right thing. And so when people meet you as a prophet, you know, they they're like, "Oh, why is that person trying to stop me from doing what you know i've been doing all this time prophets true prophets of god are not religious they're not they don't like the same thing every day they want to see the glory of god come in the room they want to see things change shift they want to see movement of god they want to see that the next thing that god is doing they don't want to hear the same songs the choir is singing the same prayer points you know no what is god doing now they want to know that and so, when a prophet comes, when a true prophet, and I feel like this really sets somebody free, that know that God has called you to be that prophet that goes and do this. But when he, he tells you to go, he didn't just tell you to go and throw down and pull down and destroy. No. You have to build the people back up. Because when you don't, that's when they, they, they say, oh, that's a false prophet. That's when they hate. They hate because they don't know what you're doing. And sometimes most prophets don't know everything that you are doing. You know, that's why they are prophets that scribe. You know, they write down the visions, the, the insights. They have a journal. A lot of true prophets have journal. That write they write down. It says in Matthew 23, 34, therefore I send you I send you prophets and wise men and scribes. You write down what God is telling you to go and do in that place. So when you go, you know, especially you you have to meet with the leadership, right? Because God uses prophets to send out ministries. He when a prophet comes to you, to your house, and I'm talking, I'm talking to pastors. When a prophet comes to your house as a pastor, know that God, if God has sent them, trust me, you will know before the person comes. If you really are close to the Lord, He will tell you. When the person comes, what you're doing in your ministry. Will, will match with what they, want, what they want to bring to help your ministry. And you will have peace about it. Okay, prophets come to help birth out ministries within ministries. So prophets enjoy releasing and seeing ministries released. They love to see people activated, the true prophets, and, and, and walk in their God-given purpose. And they love to see God's purpose prevail. That's why most prophets get very like the weeping prophet Jeremiah when they don't see God doing like they, they don't see that what God is trying to do actually happening. Okay. True prophets, I mean true prophets, they wanna they wanna see that, but false prophets they don't care, they're just there with their own rebellion thoughts like how Hananiah was. Right? He he had his own, he wanted the people to know that he can speak the word of God too, right? But here comes Jeremiah like, no, 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 that's not what God is saying. Okay, if that's what God is saying, then let, let what God says be happen. So there's a great passage to see what happens to false prophets and what happens to true prophets. Jeremiah 28. I'm not going to go into the deeper teaching. I just wanted to just um, release some, some small nuggets about it. But I want to let you know that. The most important thing is to test the spirit. First John 4 1 uh, to 6. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit, whether they are of God, but many prophets have come have gone, many false prophets have gone out into the world. But this you know, by this you know the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Is of God, and every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because He who is in you is greater than He who is in the world. They are of the world, therefore, they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So Ananias had a spirit of error. And Jeremiah had a spirit of truth. So you will know. It's simple. How you know if that somebody is a true prophet. I want you to look at 2 Peter 1.20-21. Numbers twelve six, second Timothy three sixteen, Matthew seven twenty one to twenty three, Revelations one three, John fourteen twenty six, and Amos three seven. I was gonna teach on all of this, uh, but God switched it. He wanted me to look at Jeremiah uh, twenty eight. So, as a true prophet, you know a true prophet. They don't just tell you what your ears want to tickle and hear. No. They want to tell you the word of the Lord. Even if you don't like it. They will tell you to your ears. They will not stand in front of everybody. You know, Jeremiah was like, I'm going to tell you to your face in front of all these people. (laughs) You know, since you told all these people what's happening, let me tell you what God is saying. But, um, you know, at the end, God sent him to, you know, Hananiah privately. And he told Hananiah, hey... You know, this is what God is saying and you're about to basically die. So, um, but true prophets hate lies. They hate it when people misuse God's word. They hate it when people speak out of flesh, you know, what God, what God is not saying. It just agitate them. And true prophets know how to dwell. In the secret place they know how to dwell they know how to dwell see i i get very worried when people say they are prophetic apostolic and they don't pray on a daily basis they don't you know spend time with god even on a weekly basis like i get very worried because where are you getting your source from You know, we see Jesus do this a lot. He always left and went to dwell with God. And even now, he's dwelling with God when he's interceding for us. So, if you really want to see somebody who's a true prophet, a true prophet of God, you want to know if they are, look at how they dwell. Look at how they spend time with God. Look at how they really You know, obey God. That's why God was sending me to Deuteronomy 28 because true prophets obey God. True prophets, and I'm going to wrap it up. True prophets obey the voice of God, they don't obey people, they obey God. Now, I'm not saying they are rebellious. No, no, no. They obey God first, they are under authority. They have somebody covering. They have an apostle covering them. They have, a, you know, they they have a, a pastor. They, they are submitted, okay. But I'm saying that they listen to God first, and even their covering will tell them, what is God saying to you? Even for me, you know, the apostles that I've been under, they will ask me, what is God saying to you? Even recently, my apostle, you know, she gave me a good advice. But then she said, what, you know, what what is God saying to you as well? You know, so um, it's important to obey God first. And she's like, obey what God is saying. Of course, she knows what God is saying. But they don't want you to depend on them, you know. And they don't want you to um, have their words be the final say. And even for me, I do that with people that I mentor. Of, you know, I want them to come to me, and I want to have mercy in my heart. I don't want to scream at them. I don't want to, you know, there are some leaders that scream at you, you know, uh, belittle you and all that. No, no, no. They are, they are true leaders that will love you, have mercy, you know, speak to you in kindness. They'll do that. Um, but they will always turn you back to God. Even if they're talking to you, about, even, even if they're prophesying, even if they're talking to you about God, even if they're teaching you the word of God. Even pastors, when they teach you, when they preach to you, they tell you to go back home and open your Bible. So every leader, regardless of how much they have a relationship with you, will always turn you back to God. And I love that about my leaders. That, you know, And I don't go to them often so whenever I go to them they know it's serious like they know okay she really like need wise counsel about this because they know I hear God's voice you know and and if you know I'm doing something wrong they will tell me right and so when I go to them for wise counsel they know this is like something that she really needs you know advice about she really needs to pray you know with and she needs like Concrete information and how to help her and all that, and they are very loving and very uh you know they respond back and they're very kind in your words and all that, but they always turn me back to God, they're like okay, so this is what i I, I sense God is saying this is what i you know I know God is saying this is what I hear God is saying this is what I see God is saying, but you know what is God saying to you as well you know so Obeying God's voice first is very important to true prophets. True prophets are not swayed by gifts. They're they they're not impressed with gifts, because the gift come without repentance. Somebody can be shocking with their secretary, or with somebody at church, or with somebody at at, at their work, at their job, cheating cheating on your husband, or cheating on your wife, or even cheating you know with the at their job but they are still walking in their anointing they are still walking in their, um your call their gift that's why most true prophets don't care about gifts they care about your fruit they don't they don't look at you based on your gift they look at you based on your fruit because anybody can have a gift but not everybody can have fruit there are people walking around with gifts that have really ugly fruit. The most important fruit is obedience to God, because when you obey God, everything else falls into place. So let's look at what the Lord wanted us to look at uh, Deuteronomy 28, it says, uh, blessings on obedience. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today. Now the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you, you and, uh, shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed bless shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Bless shall, you, bless shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground. And the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks, blessed shall be your basket and your your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way, and flee before you seven ways. So I'm ending this by praying this Bible verse over you. The Lord will command a blessing on you in your storehouses, and in all of, in all to which you set your hand. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God has given you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways then all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the lord and they shall be afraid of you and the lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body in the increase of your livestock and in the produce of your ground in the land of which the lord swore to your fathers to give you The Lord will open to you His good treasures. The Lord will open to you His good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you today and are careful to observe them so you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day to the right or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. So this wraps up our, in Jesus' name, amen. This wraps up our true prophet teaching. I could have gone in depth about the teaching, but I want you to look at, like I said, in the different Bible verses that I gave you. And this is what it is to be a true prophet, to obey the Lord. Many people always say, Oh, you know, this person is such an accurate prophet. This person is such an accurate prophet. Or you know an accurate minister, you know. It's because they obey. Majority of the time, you know, when you're beginning in your gift of pro- in, a, in in your gift of prophecy, you, some people think too hard, too much on what they hear God say or see God show them. Don't think too much about it. Just whatever He if He shows you a tree. Say you see a tree. If he tells you a tree, say you hear a tree. If he tell you, you know, a little dot on the wall, say you, you see a dot on the wall. Say you hear a dot. You, you hear God saying there's a dot on the wall. You never know. That person put that dot there because there they're they about to, you know, put on the wall all the things that they've written down that, you know, God is going to do for them. You're trying to have a confirmation and say, you know what, God, you know, I put this dot on this wall. If, if, you know, if you, if you truly want me to, if you truly want me to, you know, do this, then I'm going to put this dot on the wall. I need a confirmation, you know, from you. And I'm going to hang this Habakkuk to scribing um, plans that you told me to do on this wall and I'll start to do it. So they come to this ministry event and they meet you and all you see is a dot on the wall or all you hear God says, there's a dot on the wall. That's all they need to hear you say. And trust me, when you say that, you're going to break down. they are going to start crying because they know God just confirmed the word. That's how you become accurate. You obey God. What he shows you, what he tells you to do, what he tells you to go, what he tells you to leave behind. Everything. Obedience to God. The fear of God is the beginning of knowledge, of wisdom. Some translations say wisdom. But when you fear God, you obey God. So I hope that you were blessed today. The Bible verses that I say uh, you can look at to study more and see what God is saying to you is Amos 3.7, John 14.26, Revelations 1, three, Matthew 7.21-23, Jeremiah 28. You can really look at that again. I could have gone in depth about why there's a yoke around his neck and all of that. Second um, Timothy 3.16, Numbers 12.6. Second Peter one twenty to 1 John four one to six, Deuteronomy eighteen fifteen to twenty two, and try and read one of the books of the prophet. Okay, try and and um, read it to see what God is saying to you personally about the prophets. Every time God leads people into the prophetic. He always leads them to read a book in the Word of God. Um, and that is like their like a, their their uh, Bible study of what a prophet is. I want you to look at Isaiah. The prophets of the Bible are Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Zephaniah, uh, Malachi, Micah, Zechariah, Habakkuk, um, yeah, Joel. So there's one more, but anyway, go and look in the word of God and read about it. Before you go, I just want you guys to be in prayer. Um, the Lord showed me a, a dream a couple of days ago, and I want you guys to please pray about it. Um, in the dream, I saw I saw that there were it was like a court like a courtroom and it was like um people who are basically pedophiles who molest little kids and they were the judge was trying to decide if they were gonna be releasing them or not. This this is a prophetic dream. Um basically should should they leave the, the uh prison or should they still stay in prison? I don't know what that, that's called in, um, in law, you know? But anyway, they were basically back on the trial trying to see if they should be released or not. Or they should serve more in prison. And what I saw was that um, they, were, they were released. And I saw them at the bar. Like a, a bar where, where they were basically um, celebrating, you know, that they were released. And then afterwards, um, I saw children crime rise up. And this is for USA. This is for USA. I saw children crime rise up. And it was reported that a little girl, I saw that they were, they were trying to do like an exam a, a physical exam on this little white girl and they were trying to see what was happening like trying to get some um, DNA from her body to see who abused her, who raped her so this little girl was abducted and raped and they found her and they were doing a physical exam on her then I saw that um, some, there are some young people that were influenced by these pedophiles that abducted them And they themselves, the little the the young people, they themselves started to drink alcohol and actually, you know, do the things that the the pedophiles were involved in, you know, drinking, smoking and all those things. So I want you to pray for children in this season, in this hour. Children. Pray for the children in this time. That they are protected, that they're covered then nothing can come around them because the enemy likes to come for the little ones because he knows that God wants to do something great with every single one so the enemy knows that if, if if he can try and get them at a little age then their purpose will be hindered or delayed because then they have to heal you know if somebody's raped they have to heal you know go through a lot of things uh so Pray for the children. Pray for the youth in this season. That the enemy's hand will not come on them. That they will be covered and protected. And so I thank you for, uh, for being with me today. I thank you for being able to speak with me today. Being able to just listen to what God is saying. Um, thank you for listening to Devoted. And if this blessed you, I want you to share it with somebody. And I want you to know that Do not put your weapons down Because you're about to Continue to plow God has already gone before you Be be like Nehemiah Keep building with your weapons in your hands Okay And one of the words for Summers for 2022 You know um, There's there's different types of delivering ministers, right? There are those that are... They, they command, you know, in the name of Jesus, you demon of witchcraft, come out. You demon of manipulation, come out in Jesus' name. You demon of anger, come out in Jesus' name. You demon of rebellion, come out in Jesus' name. You demon of pride, come out. You, you, you demon of, you know, you, you deaf and dumb spirit, come out in Jesus' name, right? And then there are those that sing... When they sing, deliverance happens. They might not have the best voice, but there is power. There is anointing. There is anointing in their voice. That when they speak and when they sing the word of God, they hear in the spirit and they sing. You know, they will sing and say, you know, break in the name of Jesus. G- they will sing the word of God. They will sing the song. And when they start to sing, you really... Feel it breaking. People start to cry, and crying is deliverance. It's not just people falling on the floor. Deliverance is not just falling on the floor. Deliverance is coughing, crying, you know, sneezing, uh, burping, farting. You know, it's not just falling down. You know, some some people feel deliverance by just feeling like they feel light. So if you feel like the fire of God is on them, they feel less weight. You know, there's so many different ways in deliverance. So there's that singing and then people will start to feel delivered and then there are those that do both they they do command with words and then they do sing and what God is going to do in 2022 is that there's going to be deliverance in such a powerful way there's such a glory you know in manifestation of deliverance demonstration that is happening that's going to be happening and some of it is going to be happening through songs of deliverance People are actually gonna hear songs and be delivered, okay? Um, and even like songs with prayer, that is gonna cause them to be delivered. And so your church leader, your church worship leader, is not just there to sing to your ears, but but they're there to sing to your spirit, man, to sing to your soul, to break some things off of you. What I saw is God is sending out some David's, which who have. Who have a, a, a anointing, a harp anointing to, to play demons of people. Like how we see in 1 Samuel 16, 14-23 to 23, when David came and he played the instrument. And the demons that were tormenting Saul left. So, that's why God showed me the cello. And how there are people who have laid down their their bow on their cello. And people are stepping on it and breaking it do not let people break what God has placed in you because what your, your sound your sound is going to set the captives free your sound has power your sound is going to break the prison gates i hear a rumbling in the spirit right now like rain is about to come down and that is what god is trying to say is that can you hear the rumbling can you hear the thunder because it's about to be a rain of deliverance through you so do not let people step on your instrument you have a sound in you david so rise up and sing it's not about your perfection of your voice that you hit every note yeah, are people, there are worshipers and there are singers, okay? So you're a worshiper. Your, your sound, it's not about hitting the notes. You can hit the notes all you want, but there can, there will not be a presence, an ushering of presence of the Lord in the room. And there are people who don't have the right notes, but when they open their mouth and they sing, you feel the atmosphere of God happening in the room. And so I hope that you were blessed today that's part of what God is going to do in 2022. I have been sharing pieces of what God is going to do in 2022 all throughout I believe uh November, August, October, and December. So when you listen to uh podcast Mimi's Message and Devoted with Bernice, you will hear you know parts of what God is 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 going to do in 2022. So um be on the lookout for the next um episode of this podcast and see what uh, God says. I hope that you are blessed today and know that you will know them by their fruits and know that if they speak a word God will make it happen. Because just as the prophet Samuel their words, true prophet words does not fall to the ground. That's why they don't speak you know, without God telling them to speak. That's why they don't like negativity, negative Words because they know the power behind their voice. So, love you all so much. Thank you for listening to Devoted with Bernice. And I hope that you have a blessed and prosperous day. That you are obedient to God. Deuteronomy 28. Have a Deuteronomy 28 day. And Deuteronomy 28 1 2. What was it? Deuteronomy 28. 1 to 14. Have a Deuteronomy 28, 8, 1 to 14 day. Because I know that Deuteronomy 28, 15 to. Um, I believe. Uh, 68. Are basically curses. On disobedient. Blessings are from 1 to 14. Curses are from 15 to. 68. My God. I don't know, but I want blessings. I don't want that much curses. I don't want any curses in Jesus' name. I want all blessings from the Lord. So when you obey God, you will be in the obedience category. When you obey God and you be a true prophet of God, and you don't speak lies, you don't speak out of flesh, but you speak out of the Lord, what God is saying, you be in the Deuteronomy 1 to 14. And I decree that over everybody in Jesus' name and over myself in Jesus' name. We break every curse. We destroy it with the blood of Jesus. And we command it all to fall down in the name of Jesus. We put up our shield of faith to quench every fiery dart of the enemy. So have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to Devoted with Bernice. Love you all. Bye.
4: Time and time again
0: You have proven You do just what you say Though the storms may come And the winds may blow I'll remain steadfast And let my heart learn When you speak a word It will come to pass Great is your faith
4: Faithful and true Though the storms
0: may come And the winds may